thanks, thanks for uh, coming to Ponderland. On Ponderland tonight, I'm pondering childhood, right? And yeah, childhood, unusual, because as a child, you sort of take things on face value, right? And have an odd way of prioritizing things. In my childhood, these are the things I thought about most. One, rabies and getting rabies. I was really worried about it. And I'm as a result, I know a lot about rabies even now. What, are you scared of water? Have you got a phone around your mouth? Rabies, mate. And also quicksand. I was really worried about quicksand. Oh no, there might be quicksand. Careful of quicksand. Quicksand is only in the Beano. It ain't everywhere, is it? And I was worried about it on a daily basis. Oh God, there could be some quicksand. If quicksand is so dangerous, how come that sign that's stuck in the quicksand was says quick? How come that don't stink? It ain't dangerous then, is it? And you know, what about when you're at school, them children that's been brought up by their nan, nan kids, I call them, right? They're not been brought up by their mum and dad. They're sort of a bit different to us, ain't they? Oh, bloody hell, nan, countdown's on in a minute. Better get the working out, paper. Right, look at this. Here is a picture of a nan kid. Look at him. What a little square, helping, doing cakes and that. Oh, hello, nan, I've made another trifle. Should we put a drop of sherry in it? Prove not to, eh, nan? What a little boffin. Right, my childhood, though, it weren't that sort of vibe. My childhood were much more this kind of mood. Not particularly this context, but look at the mood here and also watch all the characters in this little drama because there's a lot of templates of childhood activity being played out. We can learn a lot from this. Are you trying something? Take it easy. Oh, Kid, I'm the kid walking away. That's what I was like in my childhood. My whole childhood was that mood. <laughs> Why has that just happened? One of the kids, as crying boxing glove kid walks past, he is so happy that he's not the one that's been hit that he does a sort of little body pop jig <laughs> of delight. Watch out for that now. I never hit him hard So, right, what about this when you're a child? Why is it that, uh, that your dad has got a dead brown willy, but your willy is much more pink? Why is that? Because my willy was the colour of a prawn, and it resembled prawns in other areas. Like dimension! Right? But, but my dad's willy were really brown. My dad's willy looked like an independent wild animal. Like, well, you get a glimpse of my dad willy, like that, and like, it just it looked like it rambled out of a woodland. <laughs> Oh my word, what's that? Will I get one of those? My one's still not gone that brown. I'm still like, you know, it ain't that brown yet. It, and also, this is the thing I thought about a lot in my childhood and still think about it a lot now. The advert for Cocoa Pops, think about it all the time. I'd rather have a bowl of Cocoa Pops. That's in my head all the time. If I'm not thinking about something else, I think about that. That is the screensaver for my mind. Rather have a bowl of Cocoa Pops. It just comes in there. The advert's obviously really been successful. Rather have a bowl of Cocoa Pops. It's just in there all the time. But as a child, you can make a game out of anything. Dead simple things you could have a laugh with. Don't have to be anything complicated. Listen to like, the way this like old fella, when he a lad, look at how he entertained himself. Every element of his entertainment is vaguely depressing and a bit sort of grimy. Listen. We found this old tin bungalow bath on the tip and we used to jump in this bath and sail down this ditch. Believe me, 
there'd be hundreds of rats. And we'd probably stop there for two or three hours, to eight, nine o'clock at night, killing rats. Just killing rats. We used to sail down a ditch with a stick, killing rats. Like, everything in it's a bit grim, isn't it? I'd be too frightened to go and sail down a ditch in a tin bath, knowing that at the end of it was just killing rats as a game. Right, but fear is used an awful lot in childhood to control people. I remember being told, oh, be careful with chewing gum. Don't ever swallow chewing gum, dear. Or it'll make a web inside you. Run across you, it'll be. And, oh, don't eat the pips in an apple. It'll make a tree grow. The tree will bloom through your head. It'll be like a tree boy, you will. No one will love you then. Right, and then I remember, right, I used public information films. I remember the use of public information films to give us information. But, right, some public information films, OK, that's good, I'm a member of the public, thanks for the information. But look at this one, its target is much too specific to warrant the making of a whole film to be shown on a mainstream medium like TV. Look at this public information film, it's too specific. <laughs> A grain pit looks like a sandpit to a child. It looks like somewhere nice to play, but it's not. It's like quicksand, or it's a way to drown without water. It will suck a child down before you can save it. So keep the children away and put a grid on it. Specific, right? That is an advert for people that own grain pits. <laughs> Unless you're one of the 58 million people who don't have a grain pit, just stay focused. It would be much more cost-effective, right, just to go to the free people in England who have got grain pits, phone them up in one morning, or individually go around their house with a solid gold grid and deliver it in a Rolls Royce. Because much less money aimed at about free people. Might as well have advert. Uh, do you have a Concorde? <laughs> where are the keys to your Concorde? Have you put them somewhere safe? Don't leave them where a child can get them. A child could get into that Concorde. We know Concords are dangerous. We remember that crash. Imagine a tiny child in a Concorde. Could do anything. Could raise a lot of menace. Are you Diana Ross? <laughs> yeah. Don't leave your curling tongs where a child could get them. They could style their hair in a responsible way. But that's an unnecessary advert. Plus, right, this and this advert, this is meant to as well. If you want kids not to swim in water, right, just get John Craven, get him to turn up on telly and go, uh, all right, kids, don't swim in water, it's dangerous. Don't make a Bergman-esque parable about the dangers of it, all full of sexual undertones and terrifying metaphor. It's mind-bending, look at this. I am the spirit of dark and lonely water, ready to trap the unwary, the show-off, the fool. And this is the kind of place you'd expect to find me. This branch is weak, rotten. It'll never take his way. Only a fool would ignore this. It's the perfect place for an accident. I love this down in the water. Quick, you step into it to get him out. Sensible children, I'll be back. Brightening. I'm not scared of water, I'm scared of that advert. <laughs> After you've watched that advert, I think, you think, bloody hell, that advert's terrifying. Mum, I've seen something awful on the television. I'm going over the swamp for a swim to unwind. <laughs> a lot of pressure. 
this program here, this program here, Boy From Space, I remember this, this is dark, deep, deep dark within my unconscious mind, this bit of educational film, right? This clip here is designed to teach children how to spell the words Mac and Hat. Children under six, how to spell the words Mac and Hat. What's the best way to do that? Oh, yeah, like this, yeah, this, this is the best way I reckon. He came towards us. He was tall and thin, and he had a Mac and a hat on. He looked very pale and strange. Now spell Mac and hat. On. Terrified. It's like showing a video of your parents being murdered and then going, okay, have a look at that. There's a video of your parents being murdered. Now, can you spell gag, rope, and growing up alone? I, I feel so sad. Spell it. Spell gag. So should we, do you think, let children live in a glorious kind of it's lollipop lane, it rains lemonade, what a wonderful world! Or should we let them know the truth that life is sometimes difficult? This American folk singer, right, he called Peter Allsop, he thinks, just be honest to children about difficult subjects, honestly, like AIDS and death. Be honest with children, right? And this is a song about teaching kids about death and how to come to terms with death, right? But have a look at it, because he does it with genuine children. And there's this ginger lad in the video, and I'm properly scared of him. I'll point him out to you. You'll, you'll notice him yourself, but I'll just to help you. Have a look at this, see what you learn. Where will I go when I'm dead and gone? Where will I go when I die? If my body's down in a hole in the ground, will I fly up in the sky? Oh, where will I go when I die? Dead cold fish go down the toilet bowl. Dead mice go out in the trash. My sick cat disappeared at the vet. And grandma came home in a pot full of ashes. Well, where will I go when I'm dead and gone? Where will I go when I die? If my body was turned into smoke and burn, will I make a tear in your eyes? Before that song, admittedly, I was a little bit scared of death. Now, I'm scared of life. <laughs> and that little boy. Because <laughs> what he does with his arm, ain't it don't look like it's connected. Well, I make a tear in your eye! <laughs> oh, bloody hell, I don't want to die. It's weird. Right, so it begs the question, should children be allowed to keep their innocence? Probably yes. I would rather live in a glorious, constant world of childhood. And... Also, it's a transition from a world of innocence to the world of adulthood. Look at this girl learning about the adult world, right? But she's learning about adulthood in a really bungled way. She's not, there's some quite complicated issues that she wants to talk about. Don't think she's quite understood all of them, but you know, let's, let's have a look anyway. This is interesting. I haven't got her new one, but I've got her um, old one. This is, um, he's off of Hollyoaks, Gary, Lucy. And he's, um, he's kind of the main character because he got raped. And no one believed he got raped. And no one believed him. And um Doesn't that scare you make you scared? Well not really. It's just a TV programme, so it's not exactly real, is it? No. <laughs> That's true, yeah, no, rape's not real, no. Rape essentially just a device dreamed up by Hollyoaks. Keeping spicy. And that, that, she should be watching that program, should she? Because she's not old enough to understand the concept of rape, right? And also it makes you question the late night Hollyoaks and the wisdom of having a late night version. Because if you're a kid and you watch Hollyoaks, you think, oh, 
Oh, late night version. I'm there. But if they suddenly had a sunny delight, now with vodka, children would want it, wouldn't they? It'd be confusing. Also, I wish to God that I'd seen that Gary Lucy rape episode of Hollyoaks. I'd like to have seen the Sunday morning omnibus edition with sign language, where there's that man in the corner of the screen. Let's describe it. I don't know what's happening in the show. Why don't we have a commercial? They advertise things, so we buy them. <laughs> oh, hey, um, welcome back to Ponderland, where things get all pondered and that. Remember earlier, I was pondering why your dad has got a brown willy, but yours all pink. <laughs> why was that? And when is your willy going to go properly brown? I've been thinking about it so much, it's been making me a little bit mad. Because, right, I know for a fact that when I was a little kid, right, my willy was around, I think, well, using this <laughs> colour chart, <laughs> I think my willy was probably, well, it was that colour, gentle gold three. <laughs> And now I'm an adult, it has progressed to either cracked clay one or crushed cotton two, right? But my dad's was all the way up there, somewhere like rich praline two. And for a Caucasian man, that's an impressive bit of brown that he's knocking about there, right? And I wanted to know more about it, so I thought what I'll do is like, I'll telephone my dad up, right? But, so I'm gonna... So in a minute, will he bring... It's him, he's in a restaurant. He's hello? Pretty... Hello, hello, hello? Who's that? It's Justine. Justine, what a pervert. What's he doing with you? Do you want to speak to your dad? Yes, please. I'm sorry. Not another step, Mum. <laughs> She'll probably beat me. Huh? Dad? Yes. All right, Dad, are you OK, mate? I'm very good, thank you, Russell. Well, what I need is, like, you know we sent you that colour chart? I'm holding it as we speak. Oh, good, just the colour chart at this stage. Well, well, this is what it is, Dad. Right, I remember, when I was a little boy, I remember sometimes I'd see uh, your willy as you'd come out of the shower or something. It's very brown. Now, this is a common phenomenon. All dads have brown willies. That is something we've learned over the course of this show. But I want to know just exactly how brown is your willy, because I don't think my own willy has finished its own journey to browning. <laughs> it's still caught... Well, my, if you look at your chart, Dad, mine's looking, still... Yeah, mine's cracked clay too. I remember yours being rich praline too. I think mine is... Oh, rich praline, is that what you said? Yeah, rich praline. Number four. Rich praline four. It's yep. great with age, but it's still well in there. Still well within the browns. Um, this is something that I'm going to keep checking as we both grow older. Perhaps, perhaps we can socialise around it, as well as going to West Ham. Perhaps, you know, once a month we can get the old chart out, you know. Just rub our willies up and down there until the police get involved. Thank you very much, my dad. Oh, Ron Brand, everyone. So its journey through colour continues. We have learned a great deal. Right, and my whole childhood, really, the things that I... The only things that I got any kind of joy out of at all, really, were I liked it if, like, at school, you know when a dog got in the playground for a bit? <laughs> There's a dog in the playground! There's a dog in the playground! Miss! Miss! There's a dog in the playground! No one look at the dog! Ah! Woohoo! Anarchy! All better off! I love that. Or 
But do you remember when, like, sometimes at school, when I remember being at school and naughty children, I don't know where they were from, would just turn up at school on BMXs. They don't go to school even. Like, I'd see them, oh, miss, who are those children? Who are those other children? Don't look at them. Don't look at them. They pull the blinds down. These kids all reckless like pirate children. You go to school, dear, you fucking mugs. Wait, woo. Oh, I want to join those children. I want to join them. Oh, oh, oh. Take me with you. Take me with you to live your roguish lifestyle. Please, I could be like your squire. I could look after your bicycle. Anything. Just let me come with you. I don't think you'd fucking fit in, mate. <laughs> Those children, the naughty children, but much better to be a naughty child than a good child. Look at this naughty boy, who are naughty boy, at a ball stall, right? This boy goes to a ball stall, be properly the most charming, debonair, lovely boy I've ever encountered. Check out the behaviour and attitude of this ball stall naughty boy. Have you been in any trouble since you've been here? I haven't been, I haven't been in any trouble as such, except for once when me and Rodin's... <laughs> It's a house on fire. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Not any real trouble then. Oh, no, no, not a such. Not been in any real trouble. Of course, there was an occasion when Roland's and I burned a house down. Also, what I really like is the whimsical smile that plays across his lips at the memory of his mate Roland. If I was at Borstal and someone went to me, have you committed any crimes since you've been here? And I knew that I'd burned a house down while I've been there, I would immediately go, yes, I have committed some crimes, I've burned a house down. What kind of crimes are the other Borstal inmates committing that burning a house down don't even really register as a crime? What are the kids doing? It was a convent, in fact, and I think one time I did hit one of the nuns, you know. <laughs> OK, you're hitting nuns now, are you? That's really naughty. This child here, on the other hand, is a typical perfect adolescent who completely captures what my memories of being a teenager were like. Oh, oh bloody hell! Oh, do I have to? Or should we watch this clip? Oh, do I have to? Don't need to worry about me, Mum. I can take care of myself. I don't worry about you. But you're not taking care of But I am. No, but you're not. But I am. But you're not. But I am. Oh, really? You've had one job, you've lost it within three weeks. So? And you think that's taking care of So? Wouldn't it have been nice if you were talking about your notice? I'm talking about not getting killed, not about the job. not getting killed front. Has she been killed yet? No, still alive. Oh, well done. Well done not being killed. Oh, that's such an adolescent behaviour. I'm talking about not getting killed, not jobbed. Mm. I'm surviving and I. I'm not died yet. I'm like Ray Mears, just surviving in the world, using a scrunchie to make a weak worm out of and I. And like, what I really like most about uh, teenagers is it's like it's the end of childhood innocence. No longer are we snug in what Jim Morrison called the woolly cotton brains of infancy, but we're branching out in a world of knowledge. And as soon as childhood ends, I know my experience was, childhood ended and I thought, as a teenager, I immediately thought, right, I know everything now, I'm pretty fucking smart. A lot like this teenage guy who, in my view, is a prophet. Friday the 22nd of November, these look around us. All commercialised. All commercialised. 
Watch neighbours. It's like it's like the TV equivalent of a McDonald's meal, isn't it? Straight through. We are all fed up with charity. We're absolutely fed up with charity. They're like scavengers. These targets are really weird, ain't they? The real problem with society is charity. What's wrong with charity? They're nice. No, they're scavengers. Uh, yeah, the real problem with planet Earth is UNICEF, MenCap, those bastards. Uh, but looking now, it gets properly dark. This is the real... Yeah, we're really getting to the heart now of this guy's philosophy. Steady on, yeah, because it's pretty deep stuff. Just do half. Ride the snake, man. Look, you can burn this planet. It's your fault. With any luck, that we won't be having another generation, okay? I don't want to hear it anymore, alright? I'd rather have the panic burnt and all you greens burnt with it than you preach onto me all the time, 24 hours down on the TV. That kind of shit gets me down. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Alright, there, I've said it. F U C K. Have that. Deal with that word. But, like, he thinks he's probably clever and probably knows the score, but I cannot condemn that young man he called Chris because, like, when I was a teenager, I was a proper little prat, right? Look at this. This is an exercise book from when I was 14 years old. Naturally, that's our kitchen wallpaper. I've covered it with uh, pretty nice stuff. And, like, I'm, right. Um, I did Live Earth a little while ago. Didn't want any money for it, that's not why I do it. But, like, in that Live Earth, right, I, you know, I was a bit out of touch with some of the issues, but if only I'd consulted this book, because I've here written a speech on the environment. It's pretty powerful, okay? So, uh, get ready, guys, because you're going to learn something now. We are constantly reminded by the media, in which I long to work someday, <laughs> of the increasing problem of our environment. The ozone layer slowly but surely being abolished. Is it being abolished? <laughs> Perhaps it's being depleted. Perhaps it's being diminished. I don't think it's being abolished. Right, get rid of that fucking ozone layer. <laughs> it's a bloody nuisance. Get rid of it. We hack down tropical forests from which 80% of chemical-based cures are derived. It's quite good, that bit. And for what? Paper. The very paper that I'm writing on now. <laughs> paper on the cover, however, that, that comes from our kitchen, that's why I say got that from there. So, uh, when childhood comes to an end, you're thrust into adulthood and you're suddenly expected to understand the world that surrounds you. As I remember, childhood is simply about this. This is what I've learned from tonight's exploration and constant pondering, right? In childhood, things go brown, and then things are and dance willies. And if we've learned nothing else, and we haven't, we've learned that. <laughs> <laughs>